What's up, everybody? Welcome into Honorado and Company. Chris Honorado and Ashley Miller with you here each and every single week watching us on the News Channel 13 socials as well as on my four. Hey, Ash. What's going on? Your hair looks shorter this time. It is shorter for sure. High and tight. <laughs> yeah, had about an inch taken off maybe. And uh, this is a summer look until it grows yeah. really long again. And I you yep. know, wait six, seven weeks to get a cut. But yeah, not, thanks for noticing. I appreciate Looking that. Looking good. Yeah, you know what's going on in my life. Uh, we've got if a lot I don't to notice, get... who's noticing? True. A lot to get to on today's show. Uh, Jimmer Fredette and his brother TJ are going to join us to talk about a clinic that Jimmer has coming to the Capital Region. He'll be back in town in early July. And... The breaking news that he is going to play yeah. in the basketball tournament. It'll be the first time he plays professionally on U.S. soil since the 2018-19 NBA season when he was with the Phoenix Suns. This will be a second yeah. go-round with the basketball tournament. Joe Carr, who is the founder and owner of the number one wine brand in the country, will join us. He's from the 5-1. He'll be at Saratoga Racecourse this summer. We will talk with Joseph Carr and, of course, Josh Sellers. A lot of people say, Joe Carr, oh, you know the wine, Josh? Oh, yeah, yeah I love it. That That's yep. Joe Carr. Joe Carr is going to join us on today's show as well. Ash, let's get this thing going here because we've got so much to get to. Here we go. And in the leadoff spot is what Aaron Judge is doing, a historic home run pace. is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpen House. Shout out to Alpen House. We'll be live on the road next week at Alpen House in Clifton Park. Look for us there as uh, the Heck family continues to do incredible stuff for people who love the outdoors in the 518. J-Man's watching. Good morning, Jason. Joel's got a question already, and Joel, I'll just throw this up here now. We will address it in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Scherzer coming back. Joel knows, Ash, that you were in Binghamton uh, to see him in that rehab start. We will get to Ashley's coverage of Max Scherzer as he is awfully close now to returning to the New York Mets rotation. But my goodness, Aaron Judge is mm -hmm. absolutely on fire. It feels like every time he's in the lineup, he's going to hit a home run. Yep. 27 home runs in 70 games, 70 team games. Mm -hmm. He hasn't played every single one of them. This is a historic pace. It's not good mm -hmm. enough to beat Bonds at 73, but it's good enough to pass Roger Maris as not only the franchise home run record holder, but in a lot of people's minds, the all-time single season home run record holder. We can debate that maybe another day, but what do you just observe here from what Judge is doing, Ash, in a contract year? Yeah, listen, he's playing well when it counts the most. He's playing for that big contract. And the thing I notice most is that his strikeouts are down. He's got 52 RBIs. Like you said, the 27 home runs. But his bat batting average is over 300. This is something we haven't seen in a long time from Aaron Judge, who's hitting for average while also hitting for power. Um and, and yeah, the thing that I like is that he's not always striking out in big spots, which seemed to be kind of his Achilles heel. And listen, we're not in October yet, so things have time to change. We've seen him be really streaky, but what he's doing right now is incredible. He's playing like the best baseball player on the planet. 
will he get paid like the best baseball player on the planet? There's an arbitration he hearing coming Friday uh, where Judge is asking for $21 million. Yankees are going to arbitration with him. There's no doubt in my mind he will get the He's 21. Get it. It's a three-person yeah. panel. The question is, what is the contract on the other side of his arbitration money this year. You look at the bottom of your screen there. Judge is, he's not, you know, uh, consciously chasing this right. record, but the number is 39 to beat. That was Barry Bonds in 2001. Yes, of course, it is an inflated number. It's mm -hmm. the record for home runs before an all-star break. The AL record is Chris Davis, who had 37 of them. Judge at 27 now. I did the math this morning before the morning show. Okay. He's on pace with 23 games still to go before the All-Star break to hit another nine or ten. Yeah, He's hitting a home run every, I think, nine and a half games is what it is. Um, okay. So he'll hit another nine or ten of these. Um, well, that doesn't – nine and a oh, half no. at bats? Nine and a half at bats. Correct, at bats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he'll he's on pace to hit another nine or ten home runs. Okay. That would – be close to Chris Davis if he mm -hmm. gets really hot. He's got a shot at Bonds here, believe it or not. And that is historic proportions because, as we know, those numbers are funny numbers in a lot of ways. Yeah. And everybody's telling me that the ball to start this year was dead. Yeah. Uh, baseball I players said it feels different. It's not flying as far. It isn't, doesn't have the same backspin. And mm -hmm. Aaron Judge is defying all of that that we've heard about the baseball this year. So 73 at the end of the year, no. Uh, but 35 by the break. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Chris, we talked about this maybe two or three weeks ago and you said, how many does he have by the break? <laughs> and I thought the number that I threw out there was 30. Um, I can't, you may remember better than I, I thought the number I threw out there was 30, but it looks like he'll probably get a little bit over that. If not, maybe to 35. Yeah. Oh, I, I think so. Absolutely. Um, there's just nothing slowing him down right, right now. You talked yep. about his production and, and, you know, productive outs has always been a yep. big thing with me with those mm -hmm. two guys, especially judge and Stanton on your screen. Um, yeah. And judge is doing that. He leads the Yankees in every major statistical category. I said it on the show a couple of weeks ago, both MVPs are going to come from the New York teams in baseball judge and Alonzo. Um, Yankees are over 50 wins. He's the best mm -hmm. player on the best team. And, and he, he looks like, I love this. He looks like a guy who knows he's playing for yeah. a contract, right? Playing I mean, the, the motivation of that, I think is, is so good. Here's a Yankees fan's perspective here. When he heard me say <laughs> in a contract year, he then shudders. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. Carol's watching as well. Carol, good morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. And Julie says she was just asking about Jimmer. Can't wait to see what he's up to. Julie, hang on. We're going to get to Jimmer Fredette on today's show. Okay, so Judge is but going to Judge get his is your MVP, yeah? Yeah, Judge is going to get to the $21 million, right, that we believe he will in yes. arbitration. Yep. What does the actual number end up being, though? Now, have you changed your mind and what the Yankees should be offering him? No, I mean, listen, I still think what they offered him was a fair offer. They offered him, like, a top-five player in baseball, which he is. Um He's played himself to be the top one or two players in baseball because of how streaky Trout has been, I think. Um, but yeah, the money that he's getting is the money that he's getting. You, for me, $10 million more, $10 million less, like it's ridiculous money no matter which way you cut it. So I'm fine with the offer that they originally gave him. I understand they're going to have to give him more. 
I'm not giving him a lot more though. Okay. And all that leads us to this, which is new on today's show, this week's show, and that is the Marcella's MVP of the month. It's time for the Marcella's Appliance Center MVP of the month. I love so all, it. all drama taken away from this. This He is my MVP of the month. Ash will give us her MVP of June next week on what will be the final day of the month of June. Our shout out to Marcella's Appliance Center, Schenectady, Clifton Park, Johnny, Nick, James, the entire crew over at Marcella's in the main showroom in Schenectady. They are growing in Clifton Park as mm-hmm. well. And they are our sponsor here of the Marcella's MVP of the month. It is Aaron Judge. Again, the leader in every major offensive statistical say. category for the Yankees, who are the best team in baseball. When I fell asleep last night, they were losing 4-1. I thought, well, they're actually going to lose back-to-back games. I can't believe this. Then Judge hits two homers, and then yep. they get a big homer from your boy Trevino, uh, and they end up beating the Tampa Bay Rays. So even when I think they're down and out, mm-hmm. I've, I'm learning my lesson here. I, I still want to see it in October, but for yeah, the month of June, too. for the month of June, we're not in October yet, but for the month of June, Aaron Judge yeah, is this... my Marcella's MVP of the month. For a good reason. That was a slam dunk. That one was Slam easy. dunk. You took All the right. first one, easy one off the board. Number one Correct. overall. Pick. Well, but I'm, I'm, le- I'm leaving you a couple of championship opportunities yeah. here. The Warriors are already in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It's likely to be the avalanche. We've had a lot going on in golf. Yep. You've got opportunities there as well. But, yes, I took the layup. All right, when we come back here on Honorado and Company, we are diving into Dirty, Difficult, Done. Brought to you by Performance Industrial. Hang on, we're back right after this. What do you get when you combine professional golf and country music? You get one of the best weekends of the summer as the LPGA Epson Tour and Concert on the Course come back to Pine Haven Country. We may not be teeing it off before the concert, but we'll have our cowboy boots on and we'll be dancing all night. To Michael Ray and Maddie and Tay at GNA's Concert on the Course, Saturday, July 9th at 7.30 p.m. We hope to see y'all there. If you missed our interview with Michael and Michael Ray, you can check that out on all of the News Channel 13 socials um, and Maddie and Tay coming up on next week's show. So we're looking forward to concert on the course in a big, big way. Uh, Shout out to Jimmy Miller, who is the tournament director of that stop on the Epson tour. uh, That will be a Pine Haven Country Club in just a couple of weeks now. So we're looking forward to that for sure. All right, Ash, it is dirty, difficult, done time. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Presented by Performance Industrial. What's up to Bill Miller at Performance Industrial, bringing us Dirty, Difficult, Done. Whatever job your business needs, Bill Miller and his team at Performance Industrial can take care of it. If it's dirty, if it's difficult, he and they will get it done. All right, Ash, you're up. Here we go. So I got, this is Joel, here's your question. It's going to be answered in a few different ways here, but we were in Binghamton. News Channel 13 was to cover Max Scherzer's rehab start with the double A rumble ponies. Yep. And I feel like before we even show the highlights, Chris, do you want to air the rumble pony sound? 
we'll start okay. with the, the uh, difficulty. Sure. Yeah, let's Can do it. Do Here that? we go. This is it. Right. Yeah. Here sure. Before we do it. Here we go. I feel like I was able to do everything I was one, one in, wanting to do with, uh, and, and stress the oblique, and it feels good afterwards. So it didn't tighten up on me. Uh, but you know, you really don't know until tomorrow. Pitching on one, pitching on a stretch, throwing all the pitches. You know, you know that, those are the things I was looking forward to accomplish today. So eager. <laughs> I want to get back out there so bad. You put in all this work. You see a team playing great baseball. You want to be out there you know, competing and, and winning with them. So, uh, you know, for me, I, w- I want to be in the big leagues, not be a rumble pony doesn't want to be a rumble pony. Um, I know, listen, that went viral <laughs> because he said he didn't want to be a rumble pony. It's a little bit insulting to his teammates who are rumble ponies. I understand the sentiment. The sentiment is I want to be in the big leagues. This is what I've worked my whole career for. Didn't always say things the smoothest in the way that they maybe should have come out or maybe that the Mets would have wanted them to come out. Uh, he was really good. Listen, he was really good for the first two innings. Struck out the side in the first. His stuff looked filthy. He was what you expected Max Scherzer to be. And I don't think the Mets gave a you-know-what about what his stat line was. I don't think they would have cared if he gave up three or four runs. He gave up two. I don't think they would have cared if he only had three strikeouts. He had six. He only went three in the third innings, got into a little bit of trouble, gave up a moonshot of a home run, <laughs> gave up back-to-back doubles in another inning. But when he was good, you could tell his stuff was at a different level. Um, so, yeah, he was good. At the end of the day, like he said, his most important thing was coming out healthy. But at the end of the day, he's my difficult because he's a little bit of a pain in the butt. Uh, So I get to the stadium, Roger and I get to the stadium. We're there by four o'clock. It's very early. We're walking down the dugout. The Rumble Ponies are taking batting practice. I think there's no way I see Max Scherzer until he walks out of the bullpen to take the field to throw that first pitch. I look to my left in the first base dugout. It is literally only Max Scherzer and a trainer sitting in the dugout. There is Mm. no one else there. So I think, well, this is weird. I didn't think I was going to see him for a second. I put all of our stuff down. We, We go behind home plate, drop our stuff. I grab the camera, walk up to the dugout, start shooting Max Scherzer. One second later, he looks right at me and says, why? And then completely turns away from the camera so I do not get a good shot of him. I feel like that tells you all you need to know. I said to you, if you have to ask that question, you just don't get it. You're Max Scherzer. You're in Binghamton, New York, making a start. They sold the place out. Most people they've ever had in that stadium in the history of the stadium, 7,491 people. And you have to ask me why I'm shooting video of you. Difficult. Some of these guys just don't it's get just it. The diva mentality of some professional athletes really it's it's unfortunate. It's disappointing. And I I said to you it was just so unnecessary because he could have just not said anything. He could have gotten up, walked away, went into the the clubhouse. He could have yeah. done a lot of things, but instead yeah. he had to address me in a negative way and I just kind of I'm, tur- I'm turned off. I don't blame you. You texted me that this went down, and I thought, I'm done with this guy. What a clown. Yeah. I mean, like, give me a break. Well, you, you can't sit there and allow a camera to shoot some video of you just hanging out in the dugout watching your guys take BP. And if you're so perturbed by it, stand up and walk back into the clubhouse. You don't have to give somebody attitude about it. You're making $43 million a year. You're in Binghamton to rehab for one night. Okay. Let 
let the city of Binghamton enjoy it. Let the local media enjoy covering a start that you are going to make. And then to take the cheap shot after he makes his start, I don't really want to be a rumble. Of course, we know you don't want to be a rumble pony. Right. You don't have but, to say but it. Why not laud the city of Binghamton for the for coming out 7,400 people more than the great support? And you saw the video. He, he dropped his cap, but come on, man. And listen, come on. come on, man. That's a good one. And I teed him up for it. I literally set him up with a softball of like, hey, man cool to take you back to your minor league days where the fans are on top of you. People are going crazy. Was that nostalgic at all? Whatever. He said the minors were so long ago. I've forgotten about it. And then totally went, did like a 180 and changed directions. Boy. So yeah, Sam, you're right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. All right. I'm moving on to dirty, difficult, done, done. Yep. I feel like you do a lot of duns these days. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Tampa Bay the lightning. They are done. Now I know you're watching us on Thursday and you're saying, hey, they're only down 3-1. It could, no, no. Home home ice is gone now. It, it, it was gone anyway, but it's gone mm-hmm. officially now at 3-1. Colorado's two. This was their opportunity, Ash. They On Wednesday night, they were up 1-0 Tampa. Yep. Then they were up 2-1. They let two leads, two leads slip away. Mm-hmm. They are now done. And with it, right, this isn't just, hey, a team's going to lose a championship. With it comes the hopes of becoming the first team to win three straight cups yep. since Mike Bossy and the boys of the Islanders did it in the early 80s. So Tampa's done, the win streak of championships done, and Colorado on their way to the first title in franchise history in more than 20 years. Yeah, Woo! since the Patrick Waugh, Joe Sackick days, right? How about that? Yeah, it's it's yeah. been a little while, and, and they got the better of, of my devil's uh, in that run of there, you were on Tampa in this series. You were on big Tampa. time, big yep. time on Tampa. Yep, I was I'll, on Colorado. I'll say, I'll say I was wrong. All no, right, when we come back, now when we come back on Honorado and Company, we're looking back 50 years from this day. Hang on, fire, water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration. We'll get you back to normal. Shout out to our crew at KPM getting you back to normal as you saw right there, thanks to uh, thanks to them for their support on the show. All right, Ash, 50 years ago today, you know what happened? Title IX. I Obviously do. a huge thing in the sports world. Uh, your thoughts here on Title IX, what it has meant for women in sports, and maybe even what it meant to you growing up. Yeah, listen, uh, anytime that you get something that is as significant as Title IX for females as a whole, it's a significant moment. Um, we've come a long way, and that was just the start of it. I think there's still a long way to go. But that was the start of it way back then, 50 years ago, of people saying, you know what, there needs to be some sort of equality, specifically in collegiate sports, um, with women's teams and men's teams. Now we're seeing it in different places like the industry of sports broadcasting. So it's kind of cool because I feel like 15 years ago, you didn't see as many females in our industry even. And now there's pretty much Mm -hmm. one at every station almost that you see, which is cool for me to see and for me to be a part of. But to be a female in kind of a male-dominated industry feels like it has a little bit of a comparison to something like a Title IX. 
But when you think of that, the first person I think of is a Billie Jean King um, for me and how much she's done for females, for sports as a whole. I know it started in tennis. She's been involved in women's hockey. She has done so much for women in the world of sports. So she's kind of the first person I think of when it comes to women's rights and equality in sports. Let me just do this now because we're thinking about it. How about this comment here? Reflecting back on the Scherzer reaction. <laughs> if it were a guy, what would his reaction have been? I don't know. I, my my I, guess is he's difficult by nature. I, but I think so too. Uh, I Just giving him, I, I don't know if it's giving him credit or not giving him credit. I think his reaction would have been the same for anyone because he just feels like that kind of difficult person. Yeah. Uh, Billie Jean King is a great one. My mind immediately started going to, hey, who's the greatest female athlete of all time? Sure. That becomes a very dangerous game with so yeah. many different Serena. possibilities. But, of yeah. course, Serena jumps to the front of yeah. your mind. Um, you know, that that's that's not accounting for some of the great Olympians of all mm -hmm. time who were women. Um, but Serena's one that you'd have a hard time yeah arguing right i mean yeah, it, it may not be the perfect answer but i don't know that you could debunk her as the greatest right. female athlete of all time i was gonna say she comes to the top of most people's lists it, she's at least in the top two or three and then you have the conversation of what makes her better than the next or the other person uh, but yeah it, of our generation she's the greatest female athlete on to walk the planet um and it's not even that close yeah and of course all of this highlighted by the equal pay uh, that is coming down with the U.S. Soccer Federation. So Yeah, I mean, the um, women's soccer team is huge. Someone like Super, Diana Taurasi, they were yep. kind of groundbreaking. Cheryl Swoops, even. Women in the WNBA Lisa who Leslie. became, yeah. yeah, who became kind of icons to young girls and women um, and have who have helped kind of elevate that sport to the next level are also names that, that I would throw and, out there. And what Dottie Pepper has done in, in our area oh. here to get high school girls the ability mm -hmm. to, to play uh, golf in their own league. Yep. Really, really cool. All right, when we come back here on Honorado and Company, Ash, we, we are nine. going to be talking with Jimmer Fredette and his bro, TJ. Hang on, everybody. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. Six carbs and 95 calories. Alpenhaus RV is celebrating 58 years of family fun and camping during our anniversary sale. Shop big anniversary savings on an even bigger selection of RVs. Choose from new 2022 Avenger travel trailers for $194 a month and new 2022 Colorado travel trailers for $228 a month. Plus, all 2020 and newer RVs come with our exclusive lifetime warranty. Proudly serving you since 1964 and generations to come. Don't miss our 58th anniversary sale at Alpenhaus RV. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhaus. Back on Honorado and Company, and I'm the heavy lifting is up to me. Ashley is on assignment for this interview, but I get the Fredette brothers, so this is a layup for sure. Jimmer in the middle, of course. TJ on one end as well, guys. Uh, it's it's been a little while, guys, but 
It is always so good to catch up with you guys. Uh, Jimmer, first off, man, you're a busy man now. You've you've got three players on your team, at least. I don't know if the you keep building the roster, but congrats on the newborn. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a it's been a lot of fun. She's just over a month old now, so it's been uh, it's been great. I mean, yeah, we're sleeping okay. She's doing really well. Whitney's recovering well. Uh, the little ones love her, love her, their their baby sister, and so Grayson's doing great. It's been a lot of fun. A uh, great summer so far. And TJ, I I'm not a father, and I'm I'm an uncle like you. The more that come along, the more expensive it gets. So be prepared for that as well, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll be ready. <laughs> All right, guys, we have you on for a great reason. And Jimmer, you're coming back to the area for, uh, as you see the bottom of your screen there, the Team for Debt Triple Effect Basketball Clinic. There's a three-point shootout as well. It's a three-day event coming up July 7th through the 9th. And the website is at the bottom of your screen, everybody, as well, teamfordebtbasketball.com, the best way to sign up. Um, Jimmer, I'll start with you, buddy. What is it about teaching this sport that still has a passion within you as opposed to just playing as well as you always have? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a different challenge, but it's a lot of fun to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's something where I've, I've put a lot of time into this game. You know, I've put, you know, over 20, 25 years of my life into playing basketball and have learned a lot on the way and uh, you know, not being the most, uh, you know, gifted athletically or, you know, being a jump the highest or being the tallest, I really had to rely on my skill level and my hard work in order to, to maintain and get better um, and be able to compete at that level. So because of that, I've worked out a lot and I've done a lot of different drills and a lot of different stuff. So it's fun to be able to kind of, you know, break it down in detail for, for kids to be able to see uh, them, them start to succeed and uh, be able to, you know, get better is something that's a lot of fun for me. So it's been a different journey, but it's been a, it's been a cool experience. All right. And this is a really cool thing here. You guys are doing, you've got the skills clinic, you've got Friday fun night as well. And a three point competition. My guess is you shouldn't be allowed to participate in the three point competition. I know you've got some really good shooters coming, but you can't be part of that. Right. <laughs> Well, you, I mean, I think TJ wants me to be a part of it. And I think that's the whole, that's the whole deal. So they come want to shoot against us and our team that we have together. And I think it's uh it'll be a fun, fun experience. I mean, there's some really great shooters out there, especially guys that can go out there and, and just shoot at standstill. And it'll be a different type of shooting contest because three point shooting contest is a little different. You're taking the ball off the rack and, mm -hmm. you know, you take the limit, you limit your jumper and, you know, kind of just shoot set shots. So I've done a few of them throughout my career in different uh, leagues and everything. And uh, so I'm kind of familiar with them, but I, I definitely am excited about our team. We have some real good shooters from the area from, from, from a while ago. And, and, uh, but we're excited to see how many teams show up. Uh, we lost TJ. I'm hoping we can get him back here in a second though, but I know you've got guys like EJ Gallup and Shea Bermersky and Joe Cremo and Lloyd Johnson, some really good professional shooters uh, as, as part of that night. It's from Pottersville, New York, night one, down to Saratoga and Gavin Park, and then back up to Glens Falls High School, where of course you did a lot of your damage uh, early on. And it's for a lot of age groups as well, everybody. So if you want the information on yeah. this, July 7th through the 9th, teamfordebtbasketball.com is the best place to get all of that info as Jimmer comes back to the Capital Region for uh, a clinic 
a camp and a three-point shootout for sure. Um, this is uh, – let's talk about the the playing career here too, Jimmer, a little bit. Um, COVID threw a lot of stuff out of whack, and, and obviously your family is growing. A lot of things to consider and to take into account. Uh, where are you now at, at 33 in terms of maybe – not maybe how much longer you'd like to play, but how much of your year consists of playing basketball? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, last year, um, you know, uh, because of the circumstances, I didn't end up going back to China. Um, so I've been home for over a year at this point. Um, you know, I, I had a, a contract with the Shanghai Sharks, and but uh, decided not to go back over. And uh, it's been great to be home with the family, to be honest with you, to spend the holiday season and kind of spend the whole year with them, with the kids. And my wife was pregnant. And obviously, we just had a baby about a month ago. So to be able to go through that whole process was really great um and uh kind of being here and uh going through all the 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 year the school year and all that stuff so it was a <laughs> it was a fun fun year um i don't know what lies ahead uh physically i feel well i feel like i could play if i wanted to i stay in shape i continue to work out i do all those things i love that type of stuff but at the same time you know it takes a toll on you physically to be away from, or mentally to be away from your family for long periods of time, especially, yeah. you know, in China where they can't come visit at this point, um, you know, in Europe is a really super long season and, you know, you have to live over there if you want to be there for, for a long period of time and, and for a season. So there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, I'm not sure exactly yet, honestly, like I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I don't know if I'll be playing a full season or not at this point. Uh, we'll kind of, you know, play it by ear. So we'll see. It's going to have to be something that's a really great situation for my family in order for me to, to come back and start playing. Okay, fair enough. We've got TJ back. Uh, TJ, we're just talking about Jimmer's playing career here. Here's what we do know, Jimmer, right, is that you're going to be playing in the basketball tournament as part of the money team. Now, your brother, who, who really runs the show on that end of things in terms of putting the roster together, TJ, was this a tough negotiation? It was. He wanted a lot of money, and you know, I wanted to give him a lot of money, but we do have a, a budget that we have to work with, and so there was a lot of strict negotiations going on behind the scenes. But he wanted to play. We wanted to make it happen, and in the end, he was he became very reasonable. It was easy to do. Yeah, I'm expensive. Expensive. Yeah. And and you should be. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah He's worth the money. TJ, how about it, man? To to team up with your brother, maybe one more time. I don't. We you don't know how many more times, but the opportunity here this summer in the basketball tournament to to be on the same team again as your bro. Well, it's incredibly special, Chris. I mean, to be able to be a part of this event, period, is a lot of fun, and it's something that I always look forward to. And but to have Jimmer involved makes it that much more special. We're really looking forward to it. We think this is the best team that we've ever had. And to have Jimmer be a part of it and be one of the leaders on the team, like I said, it, it, there's no other word to use than special. And it's not that long ago, Jimmer, that you were tearing it up in the basketball tournament as well. It's it's a league or tournament, if you will, that, that you know well. Um, having not played in a little while, will there be rust to shake off at all? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I've, I've been working out, staying in shape. I have a couple of leagues that I play in out here in Denver, uh, trying to keep myself uh, ready and kind of in game type shape. Uh, we got another month or so before it happens. Uh, I'm trying to real ramp, really ramp it up a little bit more uh, to get myself prepared. So I think I'll be prepared for it. 
um, you know, once you get out into the game, you kind of just get into your normal flow and it, it kind of comes second nature to you. just go out there and just play your game. But at this point, it's more about just surviving and advancing, winning these games, doing what I need to in order to help our team. Like TJ said, we have a talented group, so it may not be, you know, me just scoring a bunch of points every night. It's going to be, you know, distributed around. There's going to be a lot of good basketball players, uh, you know, making baskets. So I'm just excited to make make the right play and be able to be on a part of a team and kind of play some competitive basketball again in front of some fans. Let me ask you one thing here, TJ, before I ask you about the, the triple effect basketball festival coming to the capital region and beyond Jim or man, I don't know. You walk into a gym or it maybe it's part of a, an adult league of some sort. My guess is you are getting that dude who is just going to try a little too hard to either break you down or shut you down do you run into those guys who like are just feel like they want to prove something against one of the greats <laughs> yeah you always you, you definitely do you know every gym you go into usually people know who you are uh, or if they don't know at first they figure it out pretty quickly <laughs> and then and then at that point you know it, it goes one of two ways it goes you know they want to beat beat me or try to guard me and you know do everything they can or they're like hey i just want to be a part of your team and like give me the ball every time and that's you know it's it goes one of two ways um but i you know you kind of go through both but you know being a competitive person you just go out there and play have fun uh you know you're trying to win and and in any setting that you're playing in whether it's pickup whether it's TBT tournament, you know, a real live game situation. It doesn't matter. You just go out there and you're still trying to win and you get your competitive juices flowing. And that's what makes basketball fun. You know, if people try hard and they're coming after you, it's, you know, a challenge. That's what you want. All right, TJ, what was the challenge of putting this TBT roster together here? My guess is you had a little bit of an inclination in terms of what Jimmer would do, whether or not he'd play. And so you, you build the roster knowing what you knew why do you say this is maybe the most talented group you've had? I think that individually it's the most talented that we've had. Uh, if you look at our players and what they've accomplished individually, you'll, I think you'll see that. But also just across the board collectively, I think that there's been some teams where we've had some vulnerabilities at certain positions. And this year we made sure that we were able to address those vulnerabilities and we don't have any weaknesses. We have rim protection. We have uh, point guard play. We got scores. We got spot up shooters. We got guys that can defend multiple positions, bigs that can guard the perimeter. So we, you know, one thing I've learned, you know, trying to build basketball teams is you need a little bit of everything because once in a while you get hit with a mismatch and in a short game, it can just really kill you. So mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that we don't we don't get exposed at any position and this year we definitely are not going to get exposed at all and just across the board the talent is there so i love that look for that on espn tbt uh which is a tournament that just continues to gain momentum started you know more than a handful of years ago now in terms of the success it continues to grow tj how about this three-day festival we're talking about july 7th through the ninth, teamfordebtbasketball.com. Get all your information there. But as you again with Jimmer put this thing together, what are you hoping young basketball players get out of it? We're hoping they get a lot out of it. Um, we want them obviously to get some instruction out of it and to come out of it better basketball players. But I think more important than that, we want them to um, we want them to have fun. 
we think that basketball, sometimes we lose that aspect of it, that it's a game and we're trying to have fun. We're all serious. We want to get better. And, you know, we do the training, we do the things that we need to do to improve on the court, but it's a game and we should be enjoying it. Sometimes we just lose the love for it. And that's something we really want to try to bring back with this festival and allow kids an opportunity to enjoy the game and have a good time. I love that. All the information scrolling at the bottom of your screen. And again, the website, team for debt basketball.com guys we can't look forward to it any more than than we are for sure jimmer i hope we'll get a chance to to catch up in person i've i've seen your dad still at high school basketball games he tries <laughs> to go incognito into high school gyms to watch some hoops but everybody knows who alfred Dett is and so uh it's it's been cool to even just kind yeah. of randomly see him along the circuit guys thanks for taking the time jimmer congrats again on on Thank the newborn you. TJ, congrats on the great team you've put together here in this basketball festival as well uh, that I know people are going to be fired up to attend. So we'll see you guys in, in just a couple of weeks. Perfect. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you having us. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Love catching up with the Fredettes, as we were able to do right there on Honorado and Company. It's Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller, back with you here now. And um, let's get into the Popeye's Louisiana Fast yeah. Minutes here, Ash, because we don't have a lot of time to waste. We've got Joe on Carr on deck and ready to go as part of this week's show. You are now, Ash, on the clock. All right. Rob Gronkowski is retiring. Again, this is just after his quarterback, Tom Brady, retired for the first time and then unretired. Now Rob is retiring again, originally retired in 2018 after the 2018 season, came back for the 2020 season, won a Super Bowl with his boy, Tom. The thing that gets me is that, first of all, you can never trust Patriots to retire and just stay retired at this point. But his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, immediately after he announces this on social media, says, I wouldn't be surprised if TB calls him in the middle of the season, toward the end of the season, and Gronk picks up the phone and takes that call. Well, of course he's going to take the call. Is he going to come back on the field or not? And this is just feels like a circus to be a circus. This is a guy who's one of the greatest tight ends of all time behind Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez. He has some of the best postseason numbers ever at the position. Go enjoy your retirement. He's been so injured in his career. Go enjoy it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like the Brett Favre syndrome in a lot of ways for these guys. As training camp and these mandatory OTAs approach, all these guys are like, I do not want to do that again. Mm -hmm. Then the season gets closer and you've realized, okay, training camp is done. I've been able to miss the preseason games. Here comes Mm -hmm. the season. I miss football. Maybe I don't want to sit at home. Maybe I should. And I'm with you. I don't I'm not saying he's going to come back to play. Yeah. But it would not surprise me in yeah. any way. 
That's yeah. for sure. All right, my Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute. NBA Draft. I mm. love this night. I love yeah, the NBA yeah. Draft. It is filled with so much potential and promise. And here is my advice to the Orlando Magic. And I think they're going yeah. to follow it. They're not listening to me, but I think they're going to do I'm it anyway. That guy. You draft this guy. And the, yeah. the strategy in the NBA Draft is because it's all really a positionless basketball in a lot of ways. You need bigs. You need guards. You need swingmen. But you need guys like Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn, 6'10", can shoot the three, freak of an athlete, mm-hmm. 18, he basically played he played his entire freshman year at 18 years old. Mm-hmm. He's a full year younger than Chet Holmgren. He's six months younger than Paolo Bancaro of Duke. He's not only the youngest guy in the draft, he's the best player in the draft. And if you're a struggling team the way Orlando is, just fill the roster with as much talent as possible. You will yep. find minutes for these guys. And, oh, by the way, he does kind of fit a need for them anyway, as great as he is. I say it every year. Just take the best players available. Yeah. And Jabari Smith is that for me in this year's draft. So I think the Magic are going to take him number one overall anyway. But this draft feels a lot like the one where Anthony Bennett went number one overall. Boy. There was no clear-cut okay. number one. There were a few guys that were thrown around as oh, yeah. maybe this guy goes one, maybe that guy goes one, and then the Cavs, uh, oh, we'll take Anthony Bennett. Okay, well, I, in my opinion then, and I, it has proven to, to case, Victor Oladipo was the best player in that draft. Now, yeah. he was undersized. The Cavs probably thought we don't need him. He doesn't fit a need for us. What do we do with this guy? He was the best player in that draft. He's still in the league doing good things. Just take the best guy on the board when you have the number yeah. one overall pick in a league like the NBA. The NFL's different. Baseball's yep. a little different. NBA, just get the most talented dude. Jabari Smith is he. Yeah, I, I think that they'll do that, but I don't think you can go wrong with any of the top three. So I think the second and third teams are going to get really, really good players in Chad Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro. So you, if you have a top three pick in this draft, I think you're set. Okay. Holmgren worries me a little bit. Yeah, no, me too. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those three went yeah. number one. You can make a case for all of them. Yeah, he's a little bit of a slight frame, uh, yep. Holmgren. All right, our Popeyes, Louisiana fast minutes there. Multiple locations throughout the Capital Region and more to come. So yep. stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the number one winemaker in the country. Joe yeah. Call is our guest next here on Honorado and Company. Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Jenner, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Welcome back to Honorado and Company, Chris Honorado and Ashley Miller. And less than a month, Ash, from opening day at Saratoga Racecourse, it always arrives so quickly and faster than it arrives. It uh, it ends up it's leaving, but we savor it as, as much as we possibly can. There are great events planned all summer yep. long, but you know... You know me, I know you. This is one that 
we are going to look forward to as, as yeah. much as any race, probably, honestly, because of our affinity for this man's wine selection. And uh, and so I look forward to Thursday, July 28th with a very select meet and greet with yes. Joe Carr. Of course, Joseph Carr Wines, Josh Sellers. Uh, Naira has put together a really cool event that is Thursday, July 28th. Yeah, really cool. Listen, we've got this. I already showed this to Joe off camera, but we've got all the wine you could ever want in this house. And this is not just him. This is here 24-7, 365. When we run out, we restock. So we True. are big fans of all the Joe Carr wines, wine products, Josh. You name it, we've had it, and we love it all. All right. Not that he needs buttering up. He's doing no, just fine without, without our sales. But let's bring <laughs> Joe Carr into the conversation here. And Joe, it's so great to see you. Thank you for taking the time with us here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I'm so looking forward to this event and going back to Saratoga, where I've, you know, spent a lot of time growing up and, and um, you know, when I lived in the area, I was there all the time as well. And you're I know a you've Berlin done... native. Go ahead, Chris. No, Ash, go ahead. Uh, I say you're a Berlin native, uh, but does it still does it still make you happy when people show you they've got this in their homes? I know you've been doing this for a long time, but maybe specifically when you get back to the capital region and they say, oh, yeah, we've got your wine. <laughs> yeah. You know, I grew up in, in Berlin, in Rensselaer County. It's a lumber mill town. I actually still have a home there. Um, so I'm back uh, now and then. Um, but yeah, when someone shows my wine, I mean, first off, the capital district um, is a place that supports local people and and the support that i've gotten from that community and out you know surrounding communities have been really remarkable and a lot of people took a chance on me you know 20 years ago when i was driving around a truck you know <laughs> showing samples out of the back and all my neighbors and friends thought i was crazy for doing it because i left a really good job but uh yeah i love coming back and seeing it and get a lot of social media saying oh we were with josh last night and i'm like oh good <laughs> that's what i want to hear yeah. <laughs> that's great hey scrolling at the bottom of your screen first responders day it's an annual event at saratoga race course great special twist this year is that joe carr will be in town for thursday july 28th in the paddock suite new building on the yeah, saratoga yeah. race course grounds you can reserve your tickets naira.com and as i said at the beginning of this it is a very select group this is mm -hmm. going to be smaller than ash some of our communications uh lecture halls uh, yeah. up to 80 people that's it yep. so go to naira.com to reserve your spot right now for a little meet and greet here with joe carr and joe i know you've done these things before at like an all-star wine and spirits with our buddy craig allen where you get to meet some people and autograph some bottles of wine um this will be different though right this is gonna touch uh, a, a nerve that i know is is close to your heart supporting first responders yeah, we, um, yeah, this is going to be really big, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. You know, we've we've supported uh, first responders for years and years and years, and the reason for that is, you know, I lived across the street from a firehouse, um, and my grandfather um, was in the fire department for many, many years, um, and um, my father was a volunteer fireman as well, not as long as my grandfather, um, and uh, you know, the thing. The thing was back with, with my grandfather, the, the rule was whoever got to the firehouse first got to drive the truck. And my grandfather <laughs> lived right across, so he got to drive the truck a lot. 
but yeah, supporting first responders and some of the things that we've done with 9-11 and, um, and, and, and local fire departments too, not just, not just national. We, we do support the national volunteer fire, um, fire council as well. Yeah. I have to imagine, I hope that July 28th will go down as one of your favorite memories of the Saratoga race course, but being a local guy, how much of kind of a connection do you feel to Saratoga? I know we talked a little bit off camera. Do you have any memories that stand out from Saratoga, specifically the racetrack, even from when you were growing up? Well, you know, the racetrack, we, you know, we used to get a picnic and we go find one of the picnic tables and, you know, my mom and my dad, and then later my wife. And um, the one thing that always, I could never quite figure out, and I'm still kind of thinking about it, is I could handicap all day. Like I could, I could write stuff down and I, I dial it all in, but my mom and my wife, they would pick the horse based on the color or whatever the jockey was wearing and they would win. And after a while, I just I gave up. I just yep. Give up. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's part of That's what makes the sport so great and frustrating at the same time. I, I don't know. And and it's what it's what brings so many people to the sport as well, because you don't have to take the scientific approach uh to trying to to win a race. Um Joe, you, this is funny. You mentioned it, and it had me thinking as we prepared for this interview as well. Um, you said you had a great job, you left it, and you started to make and sell wine. I think about this yep. all the time in a market, right, that um, is not oversaturated, but there's so many options. What is it yeah. about your approach that you think has lasted as long as it has and made it as successful as it's been? Well... I'm sorry. Um, you know, I um, I think people really want and appreciate an authentic story. And in the wine industry, there's a lot of concepts, a lot of things that get thrown against the wall. And some, some of the labels have funny animals on them or weird looking mountains or anything like that. But I, you know, I put my father's name on, on the label and the story behind it and the story of, um, you know, hard work and values and, and respect and gratitude. And, and those, mm. those foundations, I think resonate, they'll, they'll always resonate. And, um, those are the things that, uh, I think people really appreciate and realize that this is real. It's not some concept. And, um, you know, Josh Sellers, I don't know if you're aware of this. The first year I made a thousand cases of wine. Um, this year we'll make over 5 million cases of wine and the number one selling brand in the country, number one selling Cabernet in the country. And, and I think if I had gone into a, like all-star wine and spirits 15 years ago and said, I'm going to do that, they would have taken me out back and <laughs> would have had security get me. But here we are. And because we're so successful, we're able to do a lot of um, uh, great things and yeah. still be involved in the community, which th that's, that's a big part of this. Yeah. Joe, I know the, the pandemic was uh, awful for a lot of people for various reasons and a lot of businesses, but we did a story with Craig Allen at All Star, and I know there were liquor stores and, and wine stores across the country who felt kind of the opposite and felt a boom because people needed to get to the liquor store. They were stuck at home. Um, what, from your perspective, was business better during the pandemic and has that carried over? Well, you know, I hate to admit uh, any kind of success due to, uh, uh, you know, human condition, but, sure. you know, sales were up a lot 
-hmm. People weren't going to restaurants as much. So uh, the retail side was very, very strong. And, and, and for us, you know, I think um, it's because people had confidence in the wines that we make um, that we were able to garner a lot of business because of that. You know, Mm -hmm. they've had our wines before, you know, normally you go into a retail store, you, you, you might experiment and try other things. But uh, during that time period, people wanted to kind of play it safe and they knew uh, they could rely on us. And that's, and that was really pretty important. This is a big reason. Yeah, we sure did. And look, you know, we've, we've mentioned all-star wine and spirits. If you want to take a little trip up the Northway exit nine, uh, wine and liquor warehouse has been good to the show. We ash right around the corner from us. We love bricks Yep. In the Malta area, and uh, and even north of that, Purdy's in Saratoga is a we great spot. We love everybody. All of Equal your, opportunity here. <laughs> you know it. All your Joe Carr wines and Josh Sellers for sure. Here it is. A buck from every bottle of this Josh Sellers Reserve Cab is going to benefit firefighter charity organizations nationwide. It will be available during this meet and greet with mm-hmm. Joe on Thursday, July 28th. Um, Joe, I know you said because of how successful the business is, you're able to do some of these things, but not everybody is philanthropic by nature. Mm -hmm. Why is it part of who you are? Well, (laughs) I don't really like the word philanthropic, uh, where I grew up. Philanthropic was a bake sale. I mean, that's what we did. We did bake sales. So, you know, bake sales were always part of our culture. And and I look at uh, aligning with organizations as giving, you know, having a chance to go to a bake sale and bring bring something delicious. And that's that's really how I look at it. Yeah, we can make a big difference, but you know, we want to be there. We want to be on the ground and and uh, and help out that way. So, um, yeah, it's just a bake sale. <laughs> I like that. It's a really big bake sale that we hope makes a lot of money for a great cause. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe, let me ask you about this too as well. Um, And and we mentioned it a couple of years ago. We sat on a similar Zoom call like this with you um, as you were generous enough to make a a donation to uh, what your friend Joe Morello was doing and the Morello restaurants and Bellini's Counter and and Meals to Heal. You jumped right into action on this as well. Give us a little bit, if you could, insight into how maybe you found out about it. And was Joe Morello calling you to say, hey, can you help us out? Yeah, Joe reached out to me. And, you know, listen, I worked in the restaurant business from the time I was uh, 17 years old to the time I was 30. I mean, this this is my culture. Uh, And I've uh, I've never forgotten the hard work that um, that they do and how they can. extend themselves and and make things happen. And, and, you know, these men and women work a lot of hours and uh, it, I was just completely moved by what he had initiated and, and absolutely wanted to get involved immediately. Well, Joe, I know you have talked about how much the support of the capital region means to you. And, and when maybe you were just starting out, people got behind you, but you've given it back a hundredfold through various ways. So I think the people of of the 518 and and beyond are grateful for what you've given back um, and happy to see your success. It's always cool because we kind of, like you said, we kind of hitched to your wagon and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, that guy's from our area. So we take pride in in the fact that you're doing the big things that you're doing, but also helping others while you're doing it. Yeah, well, thank you. Got a lot of friends there. A lot of friends, a lot of friends, (laughs) a lot of family. 
Yeah. I got a lot of family there that, that I didn't know I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a lot of friends you didn't know you had too, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Very that. popular. Very popular. Naira.com is the place to get your tickets. Again, it's going to be a select group to meet and greet with Joe Carr and to try this incredible new Josh Sellers uh, wine that is a limited edition that's mm-hmm. going to be uh, going for a great cause, a buck from every single bottle sold from this limited edition wine will benefit uh, a firefighter charity organization nationwide. Your chance to meet Joe Thursday, July 28th in the new Paddock Suite. You're doubling up here on a great thing at Saratoga Racecourse. And so everybody go to Naira.com to reserve your tickets today. Joe, thank you so much. We can't wait to see you in about a month and uh, and stay safe until then. All right. Peace, everybody. Thank you so much. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. That was cool, huh? I always say we're, you know, 99% sports or maybe 95% sports the way we go here. But that was a really cool thing to be able to talk with Joe Carr. So many comments coming in about, uh, how much people how enjoy his, his wines. And well, that's why it's the number one selling wine in the entire country. How about that? Yeah, pretty awesome. We've got bottles of it here. We do wine, we do sports. Next week, we're going to do music again. Maddie and Tay, if you're country music fans, we'll have them on the show. So that'll be really cool. Yeah, good tease ahead there. My dad texted me before the show and said, Hey, you guys going to talk about Tony Saragusa. Um, so in the minute that we have here, 55 years old, one of the biggest players and personalities in the NFL, um, was a defensive stopper along that Ravens D-line, was with the Colts before he went to Baltimore and and won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, and then changed kind of the way broadcasts were done in the NFL. A guy on the sideline as really part of the broadcast booth, Ash. Yeah, big personality, really fun, just added. He had a zest for life. You could tell he enjoyed playing football, but he also enjoyed broadcasting. Didn't take himself too seriously, just had a lot of fun with it. Goose, they called him. A big, big man gone far too soon at the age of 55. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week on Honorado and Company.